Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And I'm grateful for your support and always, always, always looking forward to hearing from you guys. So please feel free to email me uh, with any topic suggestions, anything that you may, may need assistance with and kind of reflecting on uh, or that you think as a whole, as a collective, we need to be reflecting on. Please send that topic my way. I'm always looking for inspiration. Okay. Uh, man, this is the perfect time to do an episode. I mean, if there's any time, it would be today, tonight. We are at the peak of the harvest moon, which happens every three years. It's a harvest full moon. And it is said that uh, a long time ago, especially, I, th- I think it's a Native American uh, story that people would harvest the corn in the moonlight because it was would shine so bright. And, um, and this harvest moon appears every three years during September. Uh, and I, I just took, took a look at it out there and it was really magical. It was beautiful. And I could see why people would be working. I mean, I could practically fix my car and see every piece of it with all that light from the moon. So it is a beautiful moon, but also because it was mm, a full moon tonight, most interesting thing happened to me today. I was going out during my lunch to run an errand real quick. And that's when I get to run them sometimes during my lunch. And I'm going to pick up some groceries that I had ordered. And I stop at a stoplight and the vehicle next to me, all I hear is a big smash. And I see this playing out in in slow motion. The, The vehicle, I guess, is a truck that's coming in so fast that it takes out the the vehicle that had stopped at the stoplight with me. It was right next to me. It took out the vehicle, basically spun it around into a different part of the street. Um, and I'm just surprised nobody was severely injured. It was a very big hit, very big hit. Um, and I, I actually happened to see the whole thing. Now, what's really interesting about that is that, um, man, that was, that was a moment that, kind of shook me up, I have to admit, because of the loudness of the situation, as well as, you know, the people being uh, in such a a traumatic event, I would say. I walk out of the vehicle. I do check to see if there's any, if any help is needed, but of course they don't need my help. <laughs> I mean, what, what would they want me to do? I just, you know, I saw the cops coming in and they took over and um, that was, that's great. So, but I did ask just in case if they needed somebody to call, uh, or, uh, you know, what have you, but it was already done. The cops were already there real quick. When I drove off to go run my errand, I felt my heart race a bit and my, I, cause I guess I don't know what I was doing, but I must've been holding my breath for a while. I, I started becoming dizzy and you know, I had to be back by 1 p.m. So I got, I got, I was already late anyways, making that drive. So I knew I would be late coming back. But, and I was trying to rush myself. I was like, you know what, Tala, just walk it off. Didn't happen to you. Everybody's fine. What the hell's your problem? But my body, um, was doing something else, right? It was, uh, racing. My heart was racing. I was sweating. I was lightheaded, probably dizzy. I pulled off to a, a 7-Eleven and I kind of sat with myself for a little bit, I took a breather. I talked to myself. Uh, I told myself that 
I'm safe and that the people that got an accident are safe and the cops are there and that I'm allowed to feel this adrenaline rush. I'm allowed to feel this lightheadedness, this quick startle. I'm allowed to feel that. And I sat in it for a little bit, um, not rushing myself, kind of emotionally nurturing myself as I sat in there. Um, and sure enough, I asked myself if I was ready and I responded by saying yes. And then I drove off to go get my, my, um, vegetables, my, <laughs> my groceries. Now, rationally speaking, right? Nothing really happened to me. It, it's, it happened to the vehicle right next to me, but my body will do something else. It was screaming for me to sit there and rest, check in on it. You know, I'm a physical uh, human being. I'm not just a a spirit walking around. I'm a physical body as well. And my body needed attention. And uh, if I would have dismissed it, I think I would have kept this lightheadedness all the way to the drive, I may have even risked getting into an accident because I wasn't listening to my body and I wasn't being emotionally available to myself. This is such a good thing because when I came back home, I had another session right after I came home. I I had a little quick lunch and got myself together, walked myself to the next session and started it and it was kind of about emotional, being emotionally available. And that person really was like, what does that mean? What what does emotional availability mean? And, you know, why do I benefit from it? And this person has been stressed at work, stressed with husband, stressed, stressed, stressed all over the place. And the person was almost normalizing it, you know, and they talk, she said that other people at work are stressed as well. So might as well be stressed. I mean, it's, that's what usually happens. And then my husband's going through this stuff. That's why he's treating me that way. So she has, she has justified living in this stress, in this big vat of garbage, right? We'll justify living in a vat of emotional garbage, uh, all because we're not becoming emotionally available to ourselves. And what I mean by that is, Basically, it's the demonstration I kind of just talked about. When I stopped my vehicle and I checked my body, I I followed what my body was telling me. It needed some rest. It needed to make adjustments. It needed a cold drink of water. Tala, go get some drink from 7-Eleven. Put extra ice like you like it. You know, do self-nurturing. It doesn't have to be a big grand gesture. It could be something so simple, but it was self-nurturing. It was saying, hey, take care of yourself. It's going to be fine, right? Everything's going to be fine. Everybody was safe. Um and really taking that heart rate down. So interestingly, uh, in contrast, the session that I had right after that was a person that was really not listening to their body. It's a person that's kind of checked out out of their life. They're becoming helpless to it. They're not making any decisions about it, and they're just hanging out, they're chilling in the back. There's nothing to do. There are no decisions to make. I just look at my problems and just see problems. I only see problems. So it got me thinking about what I need to be talking about tonight, which is emotional availability. The person that was in the vehicle with me was my best friend. And today I'm, I can gladly say she's my best friend. And my best friend doesn't mean that she thinks I'm perfect. Oh no. She knows that I have plenty of faults. <laughs> she knows 
Tala's Tala's dark little quirks, nooks and crannies. <laughs> she knows her um, little habits, and and she accepts him as my friend, and she's made peace with that. Sometimes I'll make mistakes, and I might call myself imperfect, and I might be shocked for a little bit, but my best friend will come and tell me, Tala, my best friend who's me, Tala will tell me, hey, Tala, uh, you need to chill. If somebody says that you are rude or mean or something, guess what? You have plenty more flaws than that. <laughs> the, the best thing you could do is just own it. You'll be fine. And we laughed about it, <laughs> right? And that's what we do, me and my best friend within. We really talk to each other quite a bit. There's an emotional availability that I have within me. I have to have that within me because if I check out of checking in with my emotions, I will be overwhelmed with life. I'm not doing it little at a time. I'm doing it one big chunk and thinking I can do it all at one time. And I don't know. And I just think of just put your big girl pants on and just keep moving. And I, and I, and I will stress out. I will get burnt out real quick. Right. So how do we become emotionally available? You might be asking, what, what does that entail? And I mean specifically being emotionally available to yourself first, because I can't really be emotionally available to anybody else. Very, I mean, it would be very little level if I'm not emotionally available on the inside. I'm basically irritable, miserable on the inside. I'm not checking in with myself. I'm not really doing nothing on the inside. And so I'm just kind of running throughout life and just reacting, 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 right? And so I can't be available to other people at that time because I'm too caught up in my own mess and I don't know how to clean. I don't know how to self-soothe. How the hell am I going to soothe other people and be available to them? Does that make sense? So it's about emotional availability. It's about how do we get to be emotionally available to ourselves on the inside? So this way we can change the habit of anxiety, for example, or any moods that are either too high, too low, because sadness is part of life. Uh, disappointment and anxiety is part of life. But when it goes to extreme, that means at one point I'm not checking in with myself and I'm letting shit burn up on the inside of me. You know, I'm just starting up fires and I ain't putting them out. And so we have to go in there and take care of ourselves on the inside when we get to start to feeling some stuff, right? So the first thing I want you to check for, I've already kind of mentioned that briefly in the beginning, which is check what your body is saying. The first thing is the biggest clue you're going to get that you're stressed is that you are a physical human being and your body will show you some signs that you are stressed. Now you'll start feeling tension around your neck. Um, I usually feel it on my shoulder if that's the case. Sometimes I'll feel tightness in my chest and my stomach will start to get sick maybe. And I'll feel like, oh, I feel like I feel yucky is the best way to describe that. It just feels yucky in my stomach. Oh, I just, uh, I don't know if I'm describing that well, but I think if it resonates with you, you'll relate to it. This first step is so damn important. Every, almost everybody that I know on my caseload misses it. And I'm like, Hey, what was your body telling you? What was your body telling you before you got anxious? Did you miss all the signals, the signs? Um, were you tense? Did you start pacing around? What did you do? You need to know what you start doing physically when you get anxious, right? Do you start biting your nails? Do you start, uh, 
eating, for example? Do you, do you start eating mindlessly, not mindfully, right? What, what do you start doing? And you'll know there's something you're physically doing, physically demonstrating, um, that will give you signs that, Hey, um, I need to go check in. And what are we checking in? Once we check in our physical symptoms, we check in what we call feelings. <laughs> Let me introduce you to those things. Sometimes we just kind of feel, but we don't really check in with them. And what I mean by checking in with them, I need to label them like, okay, who during the accident, I went in, I was like, Tala, you're a little startled. It's fine. I even, I labeled it to myself, Tala, you're a little startled. You're a little shook. And I even allowed myself to feel it, right? I went through the feeling. It's fine. It's, it's okay. I didn't talk shit to me. I didn't say, you know what? You're such a wussy. How do you do this? You need to move the hell on. Um, you know, just suck it up. What are you going to feel sorry for yourself sitting there? None of this happened. I was really fully available. I, I, this is, it, 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 it's just like that, fully available for myself emotionally. So I was checking in with my feelings. I labeled that, those feelings. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I need to pull, pull over. I need to get some cold water. Um, I need to do some nurturing or that's, that's actually the, the next step after that. But I'm talking about the feeling is I, let me label it for myself. I need to show it to myself. So this way it's not kind of hidden in the back and I'm repressing that feeling. I'm repressing me acknowledging this feeling, which never takes us to a good place. That's where extremes go. We end up just building, 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 and there's no, um, think there's no stopping it, or or it'll just explode. It's kind of like, think of emotions either like, uh, two extremes would be two little droplets or uh, gallons, right? Uh, and I had one patient kind of quote to me, um, Tala, I... I liked when this person on TV said that I can either love in drops or love in gallons and gallons of water. And I'm like, how about not loving either way? Like, how about, how about putting a, a faucet in there where you can tweak how much love you give and how much love you want to withhold because it's not reciprocated or whatever? Like, we need a faucet in there. And that's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. We want to, we want the emotional faucet within. We want to regulate our emotions. We want to get to know them. So I want to get to know that Tala got startled and I'm going to go in there and I'm like, all right, Tala, it's, you're allowed to feel that. That was kind of a big deal, right? It's, it's kind of a big deal what you just saw happening in front of you, you know? So I was breathing and you know, watching my breathing, regulating it, being available to it. That's what I mean by checking in with your feelings. Okay. So we got the first step is Checking in with your body, body signals. What are you doing physically that might imply you might be tense, whether it's eating, whether it's biting your nails, pacing, also your body, actual physical body symptoms, right? And the second thing is checking in with your feeling. Now, the third thing I really want you to be paying attention to after you check in with your emotions, then you go with the feelings. Uh, now we're going to even go to another depth of the situation. So I'm reminded of the patient I told you about that kind of said, you know, I'm just really, it's really stressed at work. It's really stressful at work. Everybody's, everybody's stressed and she's just normalizing stress, right? Um, and I asked her, what did you do to, create less stress for you. 
And she's like, well, I'm hoping that they remove my caseload and maybe, and I said, no, 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 no. Before you wait, wishing and hoping that other people come and save you from it, which is, hasn't happened. And she even admitted will not happen anytime soon. Um, I asked her, what is it that you would like to do to help you become less helpless to your day so you can feel better, so you can feel less stressed? What is it that your, your brain is telling you it would like, right? And so after some sifting, you guys, because she's, she was coming up with, as many people do, coming up with attempting to control, uh, you know, things that she can't control. For example, how much, how many people she's assigned at this point, she's not, she cannot control her assigned caseload it is she's just assigned that caseload. That's the end of story. But so we wanted to kind of go in depth. What is it about your daily routine? Bring it to your every moment, every moment of the day. What is it about your daily routine that you can control that will really help you look forward to the day? And, um, because she's working from home, we were able to identify that she may benefit from some smaller breaks where she actually takes breaks, um, and also benefits from leaving work behind once she's out of work. And I'm like, well, that, that makes sense because your brain psychologically can't tell the difference when you're checking your email and checking your phone after work hours. It's like, it doesn't get a reward, doesn't get a break. So we need to give an actual break that makes sense. And so we want her to come out of this helpless stance and learn to self-soothe, learn to be emotionally available to herself, to give herself what she wants. I'm not going to wait for somebody to come and save her. I don't want her to come and wait for somebody to save her, right? And so I want her to do it herself. I want her to practice being whole, right? And this again is not perfection, friends. Uh, nobody in this podcast <laughs> is claiming they are perfect. I make mistakes all day long. I say some crazy shit twice on Sunday. So in no way do I want, am I, or am I expecting perfection when we're doing this? But wherever you get to be emotionally available, whenever you're catching it, beautiful. And I'm not meaning, I'm not meaning here and there. I'm talking about all day long. You're emotionally available, right? All day long. You're checking in with yourself. You're checking in on the inside, right? You're doing the body check, the, the feeling check, the mind check, right? What, what does my brain want to do, right? What, what can I do about it right now? What decisions do I need to make? So you're not overwhelmed. But if you never do any of these checks, what's going to end up happening is you, it's going to appear like stuff is piling on, but all that really is piling on is your lack of decision making. That's all it's doing. And it's causing you chaos because you're afraid to make any decision. So. Let's remove that. Let, let's remove that pressure and go, go, go within and say, okay, what is it that we want to change throughout the day that will make our day better? You know, and really this is all also about acceptance. It's, it's, it goes hand in hand with acceptance of where we're at. So for example, I don't want to say stuff like it, you know, I should be working in the office. I should be going back to office when I know darn well, I ain't going to the office anytime soon. I'm working from the home. So I need to accept my home work environment, get my mind to be present in the work home environment. Maybe I would put nice little um, aromatherapy um, candles, you know, and or 
make establish a routine where I go take a coffee break while I have my my favorite snack or go walk outside in the yard, get some sunshine, you know, develop these beautiful habits and routines, which kind of um, says I'm here to nurture myself, right? I'm checking in with myself. I'm working with myself. Now, you guys, I'm not telling you this as a person, again, who's like a yoga instructor and does meditation all day long. Hell no. What I, what I am telling you this as, as a person who does it herself, right? I notice that when I don't check in with myself and I just react, I will burn some shit up. I will talk shit to people <laughs> and I have to apologize. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, I'll do some stuff that is really out of my character. Because I did not check in with myself, didn't check in uh, whether to see if I'm, I'm hungry, perhaps I'm tired, maybe I need a break, maybe I feel lonely, maybe, um, you know, I want a hug. <laughs> Whatever it is that you are checking in for yourself and what you need, check in and give it to yourself. And, you know, I give myself love in all sorts of ways. It, a physical person does not have to be there right? I could do it with reading a romance novel. That just makes me think of how beautiful to watch motivational videos where people are doing something fantastic. Maybe read a book about a person that's doing something, um, you know, uh, that's inspiring. All this is a way to get my love tank filled, right? And you'll know your little habits. You'll know your little habits once you get to know yourself a little bit more. The stuff that will get you grounded, rooted back in self-love will bring you back to become more um, stable emotionally. But this has to be done by getting to know yourself. That means you're doing all these checks all day long. Yep, all day long. And, you know, in in no time, I mean, if we're doing this on purpose and you're doing this all day, every day, in no time, you will have a new habit established of self-checking and self-soothing um, out of any situation you can think of. Any situation. Chaos can be happening in front of you and you are calm as can be on the inside, right? Or even if you muck up, you know, uh, instead of feeling shame and guilt, you can go on the inside and say, you know, Tala... Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's, it's a human thing to make mistakes. If that's the case, um, you know, is there something that you could do? Can you apologize? Can you fix it somehow? Do whatever you can. The, the outcome of whatever this person, whether they decide to reject it or not is their business, but you do whatever you can to get your side of the street good, you know, and that's what happens. I'm not going to walk around with guilt and shame because that never fixes anything. And it keeps me in a bad mood. And then if, um, somebody needs something from me, I can't give them an emotional availability because I am not emotionally available to myself. I'm sitting there shame and guilt. Does that make sense? You see the benefit of going on the inside and really being able to tell your brain to do something. And your brain is a better servant than it is a master, friends. It likes to be told what to do, but you have to do it on purpose, right? If you let your brain run things, your subconscious will come up with some funny ways without you regulating it to handle stress, whether it's to yell at people, possibly take it out on someone, justify nasty behaviors. I might drink. I might do some drugs. I might... um you know, cheat on my wife, cheat on my husband. I might justify some things because I am stressed or I need something and I, and I can't give it to myself. So I'm going to try to get it somewhere else because I deserve it. Darn it. <laughs> right. I hope you know what I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah, you guys. It's the best thing I can tell you that happened to me in this accident was it helped me understand how far I've come in this area in working with myself, accepting my dark and my light. Because my friends, I still have my moments, my bouts of reactivity, and I might still misunderstand something. And But the good news is I check in with myself. I seek to understand why I did what I did. What did I need at that time that I wasn't giving myself? Did I need to soothe myself, take a break? Um, do I need to re- rearrange my schedule, for example? Do I need to only work this amount of hours and then ask for help in other ways? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Start making life about choices and you'll never feel helpless because every experience that you have is a choice. You choose to experience whatever it is that you're looking at. And I promise you, when I have a shitty experience, I know, I know, like I know, like I know, I made that shitty experience shitty, right? I did it to myself. As evidenced by when I got into that accident, I was able to make that experience a soothing one rather than one that was just overwhelming. I could have taken it that route too and went to the overwhelming place right? Kept on working, 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 and I'm exhausted and my blood pressure was high and I wasn't listening to my body. And next thing you know, I could faint or whatever the heck. Yeah. I need you to listen to your body. That's how people get sick because they don't listen to their body. They keep pushing. On your worst day, I want you to be your best friend, whether you're about to lose a job, whether you're in a car accident, whether, um, you're, uh, you just got really bad news in any situation. I want you to be to have your best friend with you all day long, within you all day long. Just like I had my best friend with me in my car today when I needed her the most. She's always there and she never lets me down. I think I've talked your ear off, but what a conversation, right? What a conversation to have. It's about time. Let's become emotionally available to ourselves. And I promise you will not be needing, uh, other people to do it for you. You won't be waiting for somebody to save you from yourself. You won't be running away from yourself. You know, it won't go too, too high of an extreme, whether it's too far up in anxiety or too low in depression. You won't get there because you will be there to save yourself. You will be there to prevent yourself from going further, to soothe yourself from going further. How beautiful. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I am sending you love and light and the undeniable confirmation that you are the best gauge for your own love tank. So use it. This has been an episode of Drive Through.